Devon Review with Brad Hardware. Welcome along to our look back on some alternative stories from the past week. I'm Brad Hardware and here's what's coming up. The world-famous musical Les Miserables is making its way to Plymouth Theatre Royal soon with its most diverse cast yet. We'll look at how diversity is brought to the roles within the show and how it's impacted its actors. We Will Rock You opens at Torquay's Princess Theatre from the 16th to the 21st of May and Michael McHale from the show gives us a rundown of what to expect. An extra pride is taking place on Saturday the 14th of May and the chair of the event gave us an insight into the celebrations. Devon Review with Brad Hardware. Now, the musical Les Miserables is in its 37th year with its most diverse cast yet. Paige and Nathania talk about bringing diversity to such iconic roles, how the show's impacted them and their upcoming first visit to the Southwest. First of all, can you tell me about what it's like playing two such iconic female roles in musical theatre? For me, I didn't really know much about Cosette when I auditioned, but I knew that I am one of, I think another black woman to play her so I'm one of two so that's really special because I think it's important that as theatre is evolving and as um, Les Mis goes into its 37th year next year that we are continuing to make it fresh and give new perspective on the story so I thought it was really important that I did this job and yes it's it's really cool as a little Asian girl in Singapore, I was like, that seems pretty far away. I have no idea how I'm going to get there. And to be fair, I was quite baffled because I, I never could have imagined actually playing this role when I'd come to the UK and I'd done all of the training. And it, it kind of just felt a bit like a dream. I can imagine both being minorities, it must be really, really special to be in the spotlight like that in such special roles that have been played by thousands and thousands of women and you're some of the first to actually to actually be bringing your race to that it's also cool for me I guess to see the little cosettes who are now being cast to look like the people who are also playing their roles so for me it's like when I see another little black girl playing little cosette it's it's just very exciting and it means that that little girl doesn't have to wait 23 years to think that she can play cosette when she's older are you guys looking forward to coming down to the southwest and to Plymouth? I am ready for the sun and the beach. I am ready for, uh, I, I think it's going to be really nice, especially because it's getting warmer. Um, I've never been, so it, it, it will be nice to see how the audiences take the show and also just to just to be down south. I'm really, really looking forward to the beaches as well. I've heard lovely things also never been it's, it's going to be a great time and like I feel like it's always nice to get into a new venue because there's so many different things to consider like there's obviously the theatre and like what that entails like all the theatres are always vastly different from one another so it's it's going to be pretty exciting and I'm really excited to see the audiences and what they think of the musical how do you guys manage to sort of keep going through such an emotionally intense show? It must really take it out of you. I mean, I find that for me, what really helps me to get through like the emotional intensity of the show is to find specific things to focus on on each separate run. Um, because obviously if it's generalized, it just feels like a lot like coming at you all at once. But you know, if you take it in like little bite-sized chunks. I mean, it's a long old musical, so it's, it's a little bit of content to get through. Um, but I find that like for me, when I fall in love with Marius, for example, I focus on his hair or like the way the way it shines under the spotlight 
or sometimes it's his silliness and it, it's, it's his playful demeanor that, that attracts me. And I think every single night it helps me to focus on something in order to get to that point rather than to just assume that I'll get to that point. I guess for me, I just take good care of myself outside of the show. I'm very into like meditation and yoga just because I think it's important that Paige, the actor, doesn't become overwhelmed with whatever Cosette's feeling. And especially because a lot of my emotional stuff is at the end of the show. I don't really get time to get out of that place before I go home and go to sleep. So um, for me, it's just making sure that when I do get home and when I wake up the next day, that I'm taking time to center myself and yeah, just make sure that Paige, the person, is okay and mentally in a good place so that she can do, for example, two shows and be okay to do it again and again and again. That's Paige and Nathania of Les Miserables talking to Radio X's Mitty James. Also in theatre, actor and musician Michael McKell of We Will Rock You has more on what it's like returning to the stage after time away. He told us what to expect from his upcoming show. What's it like being back after such a long break? Um, well, it's, it's, a, it's what I think it's a sounds a bit grand, but it's a mending process for everyone, the audiences, and us really sort of like revealed itself. I mean, we played Portsmouth, and Brian May came on stage with us and played a guitar solo on Bohemian Rhapsody. And the last time I'd seen him play that, in fact, cause I'd, seen, I'd seen Queen five times, and the last time I saw him play that particular song was four days after Lennon had been shot. So for me, it was like, it was like a return to my youth. So he steps on, and from the stage, you can see the, like, the first five rows. And literally, the first five rows were in tears. And then I flip around and look at the cast and some of these kids, I mean, these kids are athletes because they're done. So you take two years out of an athlete's life, it becomes very precarious where you can actually continue your career. So these kids that are trained and they train very hard. So the when they're not on stage, they're in a gym, they're, you know, they're, they're constantly training yeah. um, because they are athletes and they didn't know they were going to go back. So the audience are in tears, the cast are in tears. And I thought this is the opening week in Portsmouth. We've got like eight months to do on this. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was an interesting and just getting out and because I'd try and make a point of it in Cardiff where we played 40,000 people but the theatre I could walk through the main foyer quite quickly after coming off stage and you know I made a point of trying to talk to people because obviously you want to thank them for supporting as well because it's a brave thing for anyone to still come out into a big group I'd thank them they'd thank us for it. so it's a, I think it's been a you know a mending process for everyone so you know it's extremely important considering you know at that time, if you remember, when everyone was watching Netflix and the, the yes, like, yeah. uh, and there were posters up saying you should retrain. Well, that was interesting because at 63, I wasn't going to retrain and do anything. I've been playing a guitar and, and a living singer since I was 17. So it's been a grand mending and to, to return to such a great show as well. I mean, this is a killer show. It's written, obviously, by Ben Owen because it's a 20th anniversary. One is a director, and so he's directed this, this leg of the tour that takes us up to September. But again, it's very important that it maintains the legacy of Queen Live. Although it's not a, a bio story, the story in brief is, and this will sound very familiar, it's set in a time in the future when crowds aren't allowed to gather and no live music is played and education and music is all online. And two kids dare to break out of this in a quest to be individuals and find a fabled musical instrument that's hidden somewhere on the eye planet. Well, considering what's just happened, I said to Ben when we started rehearsals, I said, can you just tell me the lottery winners, please? 
I said, how did you know that was coming? He went, well, obviously I didn't know it was coming, but it's just like it has a different sort of relevance now. So it, it connects. Although it's wrapped up in lots of fun and entertainment because that's what Ben's about. Ben's like, a, you know, there are t- several words that are banded around a lot in this industry. One is genius and two is legacy. Well, there's the legacy and a real legacy of Queen and their music because everyone, whether they are Queen fans, it's part of their backdrop. Even if you remember Live Aid and 22 Minutes that Freddie taught, the, you know, every, every frontman how to maintain a crowd that large and how to, you know, just do it. And Ben has written hit TV series, comedy series, across like 40 years. Uh, and 16 books and works like, so he understands it. He understands how it works. So, and, and has tweaked the scripts. My character that I played, Cliff, originally in the, because I was there the, the night the show opened when Robert De Niro was in the audience, because Robert's one of the co-producers of this show. The role that topped and towed the whole show was a character called Pop that was played by Nigel Plain. And what Ben has done, he's, He's rewritten this character in with a, a rebel leader. So these two kids that go on this quest meet me, this wayward, knows there's something called rock and roll, doesn't quite know what it is, but knows that it's a pathway to something idyllic. I lead them on this almost like Wizard of Oz quest. That's actor and musician Michael McHale with Radio X's Lauren Armstrong there. Well, Lauren also spoke to the chair of X to Pride as it makes its comeback after two years. Tamsin shares what kind of things to expect on the day, including a variety of food and music stalls, as well as fun activities for the whole family. Hi there, my name's Tamsin. I'm, uh, well, by day I'm an administrator, but by every other spare second I am chair of X to Pride for this year. And that's a lot of responsibilities. You have to tell us, how's it going so far? It's busy. It's stressful, uh, and particularly this year, it's uh, it's challenging. It's requiring a lot of teamwork. Um, we've got a really small team who are just working flat out to make this year happen, um, and I'm really proud of them. I guess there's that extra added pressure because you guys haven't been able to do this for the last, well, two years, right? Yes, absolutely. We had an event trying to ready to go in 2020, and then, of course, like many things, it had to get kind of pulled last minute, which was hugely disappointing. Um, we were able to put an online event on, but it will be really good to get back into uh, into the Northern Hay Gardens in Exeter and be nice and loud and visible. Coming well, back to bring some love, share some joy and bring people together again, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it's been difficult for, for all of us, but it's been you know particularly isolating for people, LGBTQ plus people. For some, it's been actually really quite liberating. But yes, you know, for many people, it's been really isolating. It's been hard. So it's been really good. It'll be really good to uh, get together again and, and just really be there to support each other visibly. And so for local groups, bands and food, what can we mm-hmm. expect to see when we come to Extra Pride? So uh, we have a number of performers. We've got a, uh, a local folk show called Southern joining us on the stage. We've got a, uh, a spoken word Sam Supremo Jasmine Gardosi headline um, and a number of other kind of uh, eclectic mix of kind of beatboxing and uh, rap and musical stylings such as Mamatokus and uh, John Corrin. Uh, food and drink, we've just got a mixture of various local businesses. Our, um, our bar, as has been for many years now, will be provided by uh, Bar Nova, who are local business and um, really close to our hearts. And as well, uh, let's not forget to mention the crowdfunder. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so one of the challenges we've got this year is to kind of provide, uh, provide a, a really worthwhile event during uh, a time of businesses 
have been really struggling as much as anybody else. And uh, yes, we had a crowdfunding in 2019, which was really successful. I think community support and participation helps us be independent and it keeps the event free for everyone to enter on the day, which I think is just hugely important for people to kind of, who are nervous and want to kind of come and, and, and see what it's all about. Um, but yeah, the crowdfunder, if you just do a search on, on your search engine of choice for crowdfunder extra pride 2022, you'll see it. And uh, it's an exclusive way to get our community designed uh, t-shirt. We've just announced the winner. It's very exciting. This was voted on by the community for our uh, t-shirt design to commemorate oh, years this year of UK pride. Uh, so I'm really glad that, you know, we were actually able to come back this year of all years. And, uh, yeah, it's also your only way of getting into or guaranteeing entry to our evening after party at uh, Extra Phoenix, another very close partner of ours. And um, Pink Moon, another local venue, are very kindly offering free entry all evening to uh, Extra Pride wristband holders. Great. And Extra Phoenix is such a nice venue as well. I- I'm always blown away at how big it is inside. Um, yes, it's a little bit TARDIS-like, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. And Pink Moon as well. I think they're pretty new to Exeter. I think they've only been here the last few years. Um, but amazing that these local businesses are offering you know, free entry after the Pride event. And Radio X will be down there as well, offering our help with the march. One of our presenters, Ash, will be walking with you. We're very excited to see see how the day just pans out. I'm sure it's going to be very fun, very colourful and much more. Yes. Yeah, looking forward to just making a lot of noise and uh, I'm sure you, you guys will be really helping us out there, banging out some loud tunes. <laughs> for any more information, head to the Extra Pride website for more. That's Tamsin, the chair of Extra Pride, talking with Radio X's Lauren Armstrong there. Well, that's all for Devon Review this week. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get to your podcasts. And we'll be back with another episode next Friday. Take care. Devon Review with Brad Hardware.